as details recently hit the media mainstream. You know, again, Fox News, Black Rifle Company, you know, Army Times. The Army has admitted in several areas that they have affected thousands of lives, but no accountability, right? And Kuro's still been destroyed. Effects include separation from service, denial of promotion, uh, denial of crew advancing opportunities, suicide, divorce, um, which almost happened to all of us, to include me. Doesn't dinner sound great as it's cooking? This dinner is from Riverbend Ranch, which always provides prime or high choice, has never been given hormones, never been given antibiotics, never been given mRNA vaccines. It's raised in the USA. It's processed in the USA. In fact, it's fully vertically integrated, which means that they own the cow that gives birth to the calf. It's raised on their fields and then taken to their butcher and then shipped to you. And if we compare what we can buy from Riverbend Ranch to four other major state companies that sell bundles that have ribeyes and other meat in it, it can be as much as $184 to $59 less expensive. It's a great price value, and it's a delicious piece of meat. Check out mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. That's mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. Mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. Welcome to After Hours with Dr. Sigaloff. On this podcast, you will be encouraged to question everything. And to have the courage to stand for the truth. And now, to your host, Dr. Sigaloff. All right, I want to thank all my Patreon supporters, first of all. Uh, we have the anonymous donor family giving $20.20 a month. We have the Plandemic Reprimando giving uh, $17.76 with Ty, Charles, Tinfoil, Stanley, Dr. Anna, Frank, Brian, Shell, Brantley. We have a self-made $10 level with Kevin and Pat and Bev. We have the Refined Not Burned level at $5 a month with Linda, Emmy, Joe, PJ, Rebecca, Marcus, Elizabeth, Dawn, Jennifer, Ken, Rick, Mary, self-made level with at $3 with Addison Mulder. We have Frank has made his own level at $1.50. And then we have the Courage is Contagious level at $1 a month with Amanda, Jay, Spessnasty, Durrell, Susan, BB King, and Caleb. I want to remind everybody, if you want to get the, the best tasting beef I've ever cooked, go to mycleanbeef.com slash after hours. That's mycleanbeef.com slash after hours for beef that's better than grass fed, grass finished. All right. Our very special guest today is Gil DeLeon. Now, you may have heard of him on Fox News. He was he was um, the man who's responsible for blowing the lid off of GRAP. That's the Guard Recruiting Assistance Program. Now, Gil, GRAP in the military, we hear acronyms all the time, but what does that really mean? And what, is the, what are the implications that came out of that and how it affected you and many lives in the military? Absolutely. And, and Sam, thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to extend reach again. But so GRAP, to your question, GRAP stands for the Guard Recruiting Assistance Program. And the Army National Guard was seeking new recruits in 2005, 
Um, they begin the recruiting assistance program. Um, soldiers were requested by the commanders to serve as personal ambassadors for the Army National Guard and Reserve in an effort to bolster lagging enlistments while a country was involved in two wars, uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. So approximately 106,000 soldiers became active recruiting assistants in their off time, bringing close to 150,000 new leases into the program. And again, Sam, we talked about it already. By all measures, it was this was a uniquely successful program. A private company, a minister GRAP, was called DocuPack, an advertising specialties company in Alabama. They were awarded 350 million by the government to promote, manage, and administer and monitor the GRAP program. DocuPack in turn hired off-duty soldiers, off-duty, so were civilians at the time as private contractors, calling them recruiting assistants. Um, so, you know, DocuPack offered um, a monetary recruitment incentive. It was not a bonus, it was an incentive. For every soldier enlisted, recruiting assistants, I, we were paid up to $2,000 per each recruit or 75 for an officer. You will get the first half once they complete basic training. You will get the second half once they, or once they re-enlist or correction maps, and then complete basic training. And although, although the program was deemed you know, a recruiting success, GRAPs contracted in administrative issues became the subject of a widespread, decade-long investigation. It was the largest military scandal in today's history. There was flaws. I mean, there was no management, no oversight at all. And we, us as recruiters, we're just doing our job, recruiting people. And I love the military, so I was happy. Of course, I'm going to recruit. It was a win-win situation. Make money for something that I loved doing, you know? Is there anything else we'd like to know? I want yeah, to go so, to my personal account. Yeah, yeah. tell us your personal story and how this affected you and, and what, what those things, you know, those implications were. Okay. All right, so been, been in, uh, at that time... I've been in the military a little over 17 years, right? I was prior enlisted in the National Guard first and went active duty as a combat arms officer. Um, when, I de- when I deployed on my second deployment to Afghanistan, I was a team leader for the Security Forces Assistant Brigade. I was team leader constantly doing combat patrols three times a week. Um, I came back and there was a, it seemed like a rogue CID agent, um, very young, very incompetent, came to investigate me and I thought it's because the patrols and we had to break contact with one of the patrols. So I thought it was because we did something wrong on our patrols. In fact, it was not. It was the CAD agents trying to close my investigation of GRAP that happened almost 10 to 15 years ago that I had no idea about. I never knew I was under investigation. No one ever told me. Not one commander or I was properly counseled. And now on that, I'll, HQDA, the Pentagon imposed a flag without me knowing. And Sam, you're a military guy. You're an officer. You understand in order to get a flag, you have to be counseled and has to be imposed by chain of command. None of that happened. The Army, the CID, broke several um, federal laws to include the, the Positive Comitatus Act. They should not investigate military knowing that this was done off-duty. You know, it's a civilian contracting um, 
job. But anyway, so, you know, I was nominated for major, made the major rank. And as you know, you had to go through a background check once you make major. Once I did a background screening, a D-Rock came up saying, hey, you're flagged for this reasons. And I was like, what is going on here, right? So remember, I was in Afghanistan at this time in a high-stress environment in conflict. Now I'm fighting two wars. I'm Afghanistan conducting patrols as a team leader, and now I'm trying to fight, uh, fight to clear my name, and I'm fighting my own country now to let them know I am innocent. And around that time, I knew I was not the only one. There was thousands of people contacting me on a daily basis. Hey, I'm not the only one doing this. But this was hard because the army gives you 10 days to do rebuttal and to clear your name and ask for recommendations. And this was this was happening during Afghanistan. And during the time, two soldiers were killed. It was just the most terrible time in my life. But they were saying, they were accusing me of wire fraud, um, stolen PII, and... Um, government documentations, which were all lies. CID fabricated documents to to find crimes. It was terrible. So then again, you know, it took too many days. And then after I come back from Afghanistan, that's when the real fight begun. I had to go through the every administrative process that the army has to offer. PRB, you know, promotion review board, the ABCMR, the army board correction of records, uh, TDS, trial defense, I do everything before I went to public. Because as you know, as an officer, you have to be careful before you go to public or to the social media because there is potential implication, right? But so after talking to my lawyers, you know, Doug O'Connell, one of the leading defense uh, lawyers in Texas, prior retired colonel, special forces, Jeff Atticott at the St. Mary University School of Law, Liz Ullman, who is the administrator and the CEO of Defend Our Protectors, They've been doing this for a decade now, and they told me there's not been one successful case, and and every single soldier has been trying to fight this using the army systems. Using that data point forced me, like, you know what, I'm not going to do the exact same thing everybody's been doing. I'm going straight to the media. Everyone's been doing the same thing, and it's not working, so what can we do differently? During that time, I was an aide de camp to a two-star two general at the uh, Force Com at Fort Bragg. Um, I worked directly under um, General Garrett, the force commander. So I was exposed to a lot of executive leadership and how to manage optics and how to protect the narrative. And I realized appointed leaders, generals don't like bad narratives. And that's when I realized leaders are reactionary. So like, man, every time something happens or an SIR comes from like, you know, when soldiers deploy to Columbia or to the different combat commands, the generals at the force come have to respond. The reactionary leaders. So I realized that's what I got to do. I got to go to the media, force our leaders to react in a way that favors us. So that's what we did. Went to Fox News. And by then, we've been published several Army Time articles, right? And the op-ed, the first Army Times article, kind of triggered um, the Army to like, what's going on? Who is this guy, Delion, creating this, this bad narrative for the Army? So that means we did, we're, we're getting traction somewhere, but they were trying to avoid it. So I went to Fox News, and that's what kind of changed things. Um, they forced the army to admit wrongdoing, and they were embarrassed, right? You know, the director of CID admitted wrongdoing, but there's no accountability. And that's what we're asking for today, Sam. That's if anybody's listening, if it's secretary of the army, the executive leaders, the appointers at the Pentagon, uh, Christine Wormuth, if you're listening, like, 
Our leaders today needs to be changed. There's cowardice amongst our leadership. We need new leaders that have moral courage and that are not afraid to stand against righteous oppositions. There needs to be a um, congressional hearing that exposes how off the rails GRAP investigation was. They started out as an, as an exaggeration of the amount of fraud. The Senate testified that the CID Task Force Raptor in motion said that there was $100 million worth of fraud, right? The estimate was off by $99 million. So CID agents had to wow. create a scenario where perfectly legit, legitimate protocols working for a private company became evidence of felony theft against the United States. Again, that company is called DocuPack in Alabama. They did it by lying on witness statements and intimidation. They presented evidence that contradicted published protocols. So I was intimidated. When CAD agents came to me, it is intimidating. Who is not intimidated by CAD agents when they come to you and they give you this kit of, you know, fingerprinting and, and Q-tips for swab? Even though you did nothing wrong, you start second-guessing yourself. They do intimidation tactics. Again, they were trying to find a crime versus properly investigate one. So CID, they're not real law enforcement professionals. They need to be deactivated because they're not real law enforcement professionals. Um, I can continue. You want me to continue or you, you got any questions to ask, Sam? Well, well, just before we started recording, you had said that um, the particulars behind it, and I, and I thought you did a, a great job explaining. So, like, um, you had said that, let's say, someone who was recruited, it's been 15 years or so, and they oh, said, yeah, who, sure. who recruited you? And, and that's how yeah, yeah. this wire fraud uh, allegations got started, which is just like mind blowing. Like who's going to remember what happened 15 years ago? Exactly. So yeah, I can go back to that. You're right. That's a good point. And thanks Sam, for, um, redirecting me. So yeah, so CID created a algorithm, a checklist, and we're going to ask these questions in this sequential order to ensure we find a crime. Remember they're trying to find a crime. So CID, for example, Sam, um, since you're the host, I'm going to use you as a, as a, as an example. So I'm, you know, I'm Sergeant DeLeon and you come to me, Hey, Sergeant DeLeon, I would love to get in the army. I'm interested. Can you tell me about your experience? Sure. Remember at that time I was proud. I'm still proud about the army. I was excited to tell the story why you're in the army. Hey Sam, absolutely. Come to my office. There's a database, a GRAP database, or I can take it to a, a, a real recruiter in my unit. I did both and we're trained to insert the data of the individual, a potential recruit into the database, their name their social security, their whereabouts, and when they think they want to join the military, then I will take them to the recruiter. In most cases, I will take them to the recruiter first, right? Um, and they'll grab their information. They, you know, years later, um, they're trying to figure out what's going on with GRAP and there was fraud. Um, so agents were asking people 15 years ago, hey, Sam, do you remember this guy, Sergeant DeLeon? He recruited you potentially or supposedly 15 years ago. Obviously, most answers like, no, I can't remember who recruited me. He might be, you know, light-skinned, young, I don't know. Based off that, the CID, that was enough for CID to say he committed, there was probable cause. He's stolen his, his personal identification to get him into the database in order to secure the money. That made it the second uh, felony, wire fraud stolen. Um, it's ridiculous. Stolen PI, wire fraud because they couldn't remember who I was. And right now, GRAP is widely spread, nationally nationally televised. If you look, 
even the recruits that I recruited went on news with me and said, yeah, I remember this guy. So CID contradicted everything they did. Um, and, and of note, I do have another recording of a CID agent re-interviewing me. Remember, because I forced the army to do another interview and they send another agent, maybe 19 years old, incompetent, Bird has any experiences. I'm not saying he's not smart. He's just incompetent in his field. And his first comment to me during the investigation was like, hey, sir, I'm only here. I got this case an hour ago. I don't even know what DRAP is. So you can just imagine like, oh, my goodness, you are the one investigating me now after they have you seen in Fox News. And now they're going to send you, the guy that have no experience to investigate a guy like me. He had no idea. He had no idea what DRAP was. After the investigation, they still concluded that I was still guilty. And again, our theory is, is to, to protect the narrative, to show that the Army CID was not wrong. So that's when we went to Fox News to force them that, hey, all of us can't be wrong. You guys are, all of us can't be wrong. You guys are wrong. Um, but man, yes, yeah, so the leaders need to be held accountable. Anything else, Sam? So just to recap, we talked about the mechanics like you requested, like the little particulars of what the CID agents do to find a crime. So I, okay. I did finish that part. And yeah, so so what is wire fraud? That seems like a, a, a pretty big deal, like something that like some James Bond criminal would do. Well, what does that mean? So that's, a, that's a good question. What is wire fraud, right? Like it, it, you would think just uh, to transferring money illegally from one entity to another. I don't even know how to do that, you know? But all they did was because DocuPack, a civilian company, wired the money to me and a check to consider that wire fraud because, again, they said I, you know, recruited these guys illegally, so me receiving the money is considered wire fraud. Um, it's terrible, man. They, they again, are not real law enforcement professionals and should not be investigating us in any capacity. What's interesting is it's the um, company that wired the money to you. The, you have no way of rejecting the money when it's been wired to you. Why would you get in trouble and why would that company wired, get in trouble? Right. Yeah, we, I don't know. They're trying to cover up. It's a huge, it's a huge mess. Um, it's conspiracy. I think it just, it's, it's, they, there has to be an outside entity investigating CID. It cannot be the criminal investigation division conducting their their own internal audit, their own internal investigations. They're trying to fix all this. They're trying to clear their titles. Like they cleared mine, but there needs to be an independent review because again, CID are not real law enforcement. If you look at the the documentary from the Special Gillum case of the murder in, in Fort Hood or Fort Cavazos now. You can even CID was embarrassed in that documentary that they were, they were even stated that they were not real law enforcement. They actually further delayed the investigation and actually ruined and destroyed the families. And I was like, yep, that's what happened to G-Rap. Um, it's crazy. And why is CID still standing tall? They need to get rid of CID or have a only have it ran by civilians only. There are real law enforcement that have long investigative work experience because they're destroying lives intentionally by fabricating government documents. And I'm, I'm here to say, Sam, I will not stop fighting until there is some type of accountability, which means, you know, fire or handle accountable, some type of, you know, monetary damage compensation because they destroyed. I could have been serving still, 
There's people still serving that got their ties removed. However, the career is destroyed. You know, there's majors. My peers are still in that got affected by this. They're not going to make lieutenant colonel in a timely manner. And if they do, it's too late. They're going to retire as a major after 20 years. And it's because of this systemic issue, right? And that one leader has came forward, right? The house, so the House Service Committee needs to hear those that were impacted by the rogue investigation into the guard recruiting us as a program. So CID created a task force. Again, they created a task force to incentivize a crime. So here's a key points. So CID took perfectly legal protocols established by a private company and criminalized them. CID agents lied on witness statements. CID agents used evidence that was unverifiable. CID agents harassed and intimidated those in, uh, investigated. CID agents targeted high-profile individuals in effort to compel others to take plea. So there was individuals who took plea because they were embarrassed. They just want to be done with this. And Task Force Raptor worked outside the bounds of their jurisdiction, violating the Posse, the Posse Comitatus Act. They prosecuted a crime where a federal appeals court had determined the government had no standing. So I'm going to say it again. Task Force, Force Raptor worked where a federal appeals court had to determine had determined the government had no standing, but it still investigated and it still destroyed careers. And then CID listed thousands of individuals as arrested for family theft against the government, which no such arrest had occurred, which happened to me. So they listed you as arrested again. There needs to be an They had you review. listed as arrested when you never arrested. were arrested. Uh, so wow. Yes. Uh, not. Uh, several, several arrested. Some people were uh, found probable cause. Some people were not arrested because of statute of limitation, but there was allegations or um, uh, probable cause that they did these items. But if they couldn't find the individual in time, like for me, for example, they couldn't arrest me because they la the statute of limitation has already expired, right? Um, but it's great. And all this credit goes to Liz Ullman. You know, we have a nonprofit. I'm a board member. She's obviously the chair of defender protectors. And if anybody listening, they can go to that website. If any representatives or senators want to literally get into the weeds and find all the details, it's in that website. Or follow us on Fox News, Facebook. You type in GRAP, Gilbert de Leon, you will see countless of stories out there to include now new victims have the confidence to stand up and speak out because they're seeing that hey, this is possible. But to be clear, Sam, we have not won. We are truly at the start line. For example, yes, I got, I'm, a, I'm a major now, or I'm a retired major now. I did receive my back pay, but that's something I already earned. I had to fight to get something I already earned that I already hard, worked hard for. Now we're fighting for accountability, transparency, and veterans' rights. We need complete reform from CID. We need a complete overhaul of leadership that have moral courage to stand up against soldiers that defend the Constitution. <coughs> and if you look at the news right now, there's there right now the military is embarrassed because they can't recruit and they can't retain. So let's talk about Sam, if you don't mind, unless no, you got any question, I would like to talk about the Army's bad decision making. They're the best at bad right? decisions. So yeah, the best. And they yeah. teach you, right? Uh, so most of us are aware, uh, and you now are aware of the issues of the Garber Kunis's program, right? And uh, and the subsequent investigations as details recently hit the media mainstream. You know, again, Fox News, Black Rifle Company, you know, Army Times, Stars and Stripes, I think. 
The, harm, the army has admitted in several areas that they have affected thousands of lives, but no accountability, right? And Kuro still been destroyed. Effects include separation from service, denial of promotion, uh, denial of Kuro advancing opportunities, suicide, divorce, um, which almost happened to all of us, to include me. Um, in addition to personal and professional damage, one must consider the effects on the army based on the business decision the army has made. So over the years, even during my time as an aide, after GRAP ceased to exist, the army spent millions of dollars developing many of people who would become GRAP victims into even more stellar soldiers to serve our nation. The victims had a wide range of background, right? Many have spent 10, 15 years uh, and participating in GRAP, honorably serving the country through accomplished careers with phenomenal resumes. Several were trusted to serve in nominative special operation assignments, aid to camps, or gained top secret clearance, right? Dozens of victims served in sp special operation units with TS in a very sensitive, demanding job, yet they were derailed. The victims was consistently lauded and cherished, right? Peers and their leaders like, hey, or, uh, you know, top block, above center mass, um, promote ahead of peers. Unfortunately, even with a proven stellar and accomplished career above, the Army has branded these soldiers as untrustworthy and unworthy to serve as field grade officers due to a flawed investigation of GRAP participation as a junior enlisted soldier that happened over a decade. So the GRAP debacle prevented soldiers from pursuing career investments and which I already stated to major. So let's highlight the, the, the business decision, right? So as a retired general officer once told me that the decisions of the military make makes on who they retain, they let go, allow to join or deny joining all as calculated business decision, assessing risk and future costs, right? Potential excessive medical expenses, criminal acts, etc. From a business standpoint, the army's wasting money and valuable resources on its personnel by pushing out a lot of the talented soldiers that pose no risk. Even if the Army was not in a challenging recruiting and retention situation, does it make sense to separate such qualified personnel like the soldier I listed above or described for a situation where they did nothing wrong? Are these individuals, thousands I'm talking about, thousands now, characters so flawed that it presents such a significant risk or potential cost to the Army that it should not be retained? Should this person's fate be decided by Army CID file developed with no due process and assessed for about 90 seconds behind closed doors by a promotion review board that never understood the depth of GRAP, let alone spell the acronym. When the Army's promotion review process takes too long, causing soldiers to lose their promotion eligibility, should the soldiers suffer the consequence of the Army poor system? Like, for example, it took two years to, and it expired for the promotion review board. It's absurd that they couldn't, the Army and the Pentagon cannot follow their own timeline. So releasing these soldiers is an abysmal business decision. From a sheer cost-benefit analysis, the Army has wasted millions of dollars training specialized forces and thrashing their skills and talents by washing them out of service. This incurred risk of separating such time from the military is far greater than keeping them. It takes time to develop talent as it does to grow on trees. Nor does it flock to join the military in overwhelming numbers, especially at the moment. Army is making poor decision making, and it still chooses to separate and are not completely clear ties of all is involved. Like, they're really good at making bad decisions. Again, at the Pentagon, it, they're all about rep, 
reacting to contact, reacting to the narrative. They don't want to admit wrong. They don't want to hold. They don't want to be held accountable. Looks like we're frozen. Yeah. Again. Okay, you're back. Last I heard was they're really good at making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, I put you on low data mode. Yep, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. So the the leaders preach accountability, accountability, accountability from top down, bottom up. But however, once a leader does, once a leader like me from the bottom holds leaders above accountable, they don't know what to do because they're trying to protect the narrative. They don't want to risk their reputation. And I'll give these leaders a benefit of the doubt. They're senior leaders, two star generals, maybe three star generals, or you know, elected officials. They don't want to risk and ruin their reputation. I don't blame them. However, if they look at the evidence and it took time to understand this debacle, they will understand that we were right from the beginning and they will have confidence to go against righteous opposition. So we need new leaders, people with backbone. That's why people are not joining the military. My kids will not join the military. I'll encourage them not to join the military because there's other ways to serve and military is not the way, only way to serve our country. And right now it's an embarrassment what the military is doing right now, right? Um, they're conforming to today's societies. We're not creating war fighters. We're conforming. We're accepting transgenders. We're accepting, I mean, you name it. The military is conforming to society and it should be conforming to the, 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 the laws of the military. But uh, long story short, we need a CID needs to be disbanded, deactivated, and, and, and replaced with real law enforcement professionals, and we need accountability. And, and if the SEC Army is listed as right now, man, I'm talking to you. You need to do a better job to include the president. And, 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 and according to your, prior, your six priorities, man, there's a Secretary of Army's priorities. You fell on every single one of them, especially when it comes to personnel. Um, we gave you the evidence. We've been fighting this for over a decade, and now you're coming. Now the only reason you're the army is admitting wrongdoing, the only reason they're admitting wrongdoing is because they're trying to institute another program so they can boast up the numbers again to increase the recruiting. That's the only reason. They don't care about these soldiers. They just want to get their numbers and move forward so this two-star general can get his third star, or you know the 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 elected officials can you know complete their objective, their agenda. You know, it's it's an, it's an embarrassing, embarrassing time. What I think is absolutely shocking is all the names that you're saying. So, what is um, so like CID, I had my problems with them too. I asked them to investigate someone who, who mm -hmm. was practicing medicine without a license, which is a felony level crime. And they're like, oh, we don't we don't do that. That's not a serious crime. Are you kidding me? Right. That's not a serious crime to practice medicine to put lives in danger. Mm -hmm. um, Secretary Warmuth, Secretary Austin, Very they're big. they're all the same people. And, and even the people fighting them. I had yes. uh, Jeff Atticott help me in my fight, too. And it's it's the same people against the oh, same wow. people. And, and there are very good names out there like Jeff Atticott. He was very helpful. Um, but then there's this, this evil force that just keeps... And I don't, I'm not calling the people evil, but they're certainly doing the work of evil by not listening to what's right, by not following the law as it's written, by uh, destroying lives and leaving this wake of destruction behind them. That's right. That's right. And you're absolutely right, Sam. And the fact that you had to go through that, it just, you know, irritates me even further. Um, and I, again, I'm sorry I had to go through that, but you mentioned something, you know, um, Jeff Adekot, very good dude. He's been doing, I mean, he wrote, he published an article on the issues of CID. Dennis Chapman, 
Dennis Chapman talks about how titling became into existence, right? But the army decided to go against DOD's recommendations and still find probable cause. So like they need to remove, they just got to restart from scratch, which is fine. Sometimes as leaders, we got to go back to the drawing board and start it. Um, and you know what, to me, if they change the policy of CID and how they do it, that I will consider that accountability, right? If they can't fire anybody, do something to show promise. So people can enlist, show that there's a change here. Cause right now, sec army, sec def, um, CID director, the current director of CID needs to be all removed and it's not their fault, right? They're, they probably inherited this problem. However, when you get elected, and appoint to these positions, you are there to make change for the better, not to keep rolling agendas and be reactionary because right now these leaders are failing. Either fix the problem or move out and give it to somebody. Put, you know, put me as a director of CID. I'll take that job. Um, actually, I won't, but put some, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you on most of it. I, 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 I think that people like the SecDef, they should have criminal charges pressed against them for the crimes they've committed. Yeah, exactly. Or allowed, like it's they're allowing it, they're enabling it, they're they're covering it up, you know. And they and during this time of G rap, the reason it was under the radar for so long, because during the early stages of G rap, there's this new thing called sexual harassment. You know, the army will stand up this program, EO Sharp. We gotta fix this huge increased numbers of sexual assault. Sort of like, hey, let's shift let's shift the optics to this and show them that we're actually doing something. They put millions of dollars into this which is a good thing, but they use that to cover up this other scandal, this other thing. And that's why G-Rap, the debacle of G-Rap, the can was kicked down the road for a decade or so. But now we're back and we're true at the start line and we're gonna ask for accountability. But as guys like you, Sam, are, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, it's guys like you to give us a voice, to allow us to stay in reach, because you never, you never know who's gonna listen. And in fact, it took one person to listen to the Fox News on it. They called me, it was a representative. Hey, I have to call you. I happened to listen to this. I had no idea, um, but I'm a representative in, uh, I think it was Nebraska. But I happened to listen to this. This is ridiculous. I'm like, wow, I had no idea. Who's, you never know who's listening. Right. So every time I speak, I'm always directing in one to the host who's hosting like you, Sam, and to the people who can potentially listen like the executive branch, the appointed leaders, um, and our leaders of the military. They need to change. Um, they do, and right now the leaders at the bottom are asking for change. Yeah, asking for change. And what blows my mind about this entire you thing know. is, if, if I calculated this right, I think you said that they were allegedly defrauded out of maybe a million dollars. It was they said, you know, maybe it was a hundred million, and then that you said they were off by like ninety nine million, and so and that may have been before we yes. started recording, but it was a million dollars that they may may have been defrauded, and. They have a company right. that they're working with, with these soldiers, but instead of going after the company who did yeah. all the handling of the money, they said, forget the, the company, or maybe they did, I don't know. But then they came directly after right. individual soldiers that had no control over what money they were received, they received from a company. And, and you put this That's in the right. light of, there is so much fraud. We just, there's so much waste and abuse going on. We spent how many billions over to uh, Ukraine? We spent you know, like what six mm -hmm. billion over to uh, Iran, and then you know, like a couple months later or less, they they have Iran funds this attack against Israel, and it's they're going after you for not even a million dollars for a thousand dollars. Yes, exactly. And 
Yeah, he said a good point. This the, the army spent millions of dollars to investigate and to recoup what they thought was fraud. And they barely they recovered a fraction of it. You know what I'm saying? That's it's it, what they did was it was it was an embarrassing. And just to recap, Task Force Raptor was set in motion for a hundred million dollars worth of fraud. And this estimate was off by $99 million, like you said. It was wildly off the chain. It was terribly mismanaged. Um, and, you know, think about this. As a commander, I was in charge of an airborne reconnaissance unit in 82nd. We get charged of, you know, property, right? You know, I mean, how, you know how, how many times the Army writes off $1 million dollars in equipment? Thousands of dollars of, like, a blown tank. That's easy money, right? And we retain those guys. But they're accusing people for one were innocent, but for a thousand dollars, right? And they're willing to throw everything. They spend millions of dollars to train these guys, right? So if I was to put all my training in debt and 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 compute it, it's over four million dollars. Not to include the money it took me to send to deployments, right? They spend millions of dollars training me. Now they're kicking me out for a thousand dollars. And to put this in perspective, what was your MOS? Because you you weren't a Green Beret, you you weren't a helicopter pilot, you weren't F thirty five pilot, you weren't, you know, some of these very very elite elite training. That's like four million dollars. That's about the normal range for training for anyone. Right. So I, yeah, I was a regular combat officer, right? Cavalry officer, you know, went and airborne ranger, and we those schools alone, man, cost money, right? right. Well, SVAB, you know, especially that they do take they do spend money for SVAB. But you're right, an average soldier, um, anywhere between three to six million dollars in training costs, right? And it costs them, man, thousands of dollars to send one soldier to deploy. So think about all that investment. Just turn around and kick a soldier that was innocent. For receiving an incentive pay for doing the job of a thousand dollars, they were doing their job for a thousand dollars. They were innocent. Now they're getting kicked out. They spend millions to investigate. It just it, again, Army's bad decision making. They were not looking at data. They were not. They were not. Uh, what's called creating information. They were just. They should have went. They should have did like everything else, man. You know, do the war fighting functions. Do you know? It, it yeah. co I'm like, how let's properly investigate this because, and then let CID agents incompetent make the decision. And here's another problem: they're JAG officers, captains who captain JAG officers. They come in the military as captains, right? So a CID agent comes to his captain, hey sir, I think this guy started dealing with committed a crime. Boom, boom. That captain, because he's overwhelmed, um, he's, he's not incompetent, but he's overwhelmed, and he was like, you know what? I, I trust you. I'm gonna sign this off. When that Captain Jack signs the the report of the CID agents, where our career is over. So that even the even the Jack coordinators do a better job in training these lawyers because they're destroying the careers. And I talked to some captains. I and Jeff Atticott, he will tell you when he was a captain, he would even admit, "Hey, when I was a captain, we were getting cases left and right, um, and we get too tired to like do a thorough analysis. We rely on the CID agents for their proper investigation. Like, yep." I let's say Sam, if you're a CID agent and you came to me now with Jeff, hey Sam, hey, this looks like good work. Um, all right, cool, I'm gonna sign off. Because he's busy, he's overwhelmed, and he's gotta make a red chiclet chart on the PowerPoint slide red. Hey, yep, all his cases are cleared. Now our career is destroyed. Right? So it's both it's two sides of the coin. The Jack Core needs to fix their systems and be properly trained or do a thorough 
uh, read on report and don't rely on incompetent CID agents. Um, and they're the other problem too. And it's, it's mind blowing. No, yeah. This whole thing started because the recruiting wasn't good enough. And then how how do you think you're going to recruit more people when you destroy the lives of someone who helped you recruit? And then you heap on top of that the whole COVID issue where you kick out over 8,000 troops. Oh, you see, you're right. And you have personal experience with that, right? Oh, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy with the – even with the COVID, obviously a different situation. But the, 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 the practices, the approach – it's the same it's program. The same, incompetent. Um, if you don't, if you don't take COVID shot, you get you know maybe counseling or tied to UCMJ or you get, get threatened. Out the army. Yeah. But it's crazy. You get threatened just like you were, just like you were, and now the army's admitted wrongdoing and try to reinstitute these soldiers that were that got kicked out because of COVID. Now these guys are not coming back in. Yeah, who wants think, to come to a, an organization that 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 derails you? I think out of the eight thousand that were discharged you know, un unrighteously, about 49 of them came back in, which I'm surprised is that many, to tell you the truth, the God's honest truth, yeah, that even surprised. 49 of them I'm went surprised. back in, because I got pushed out. Uh, I mean, I, I wow. technically got out on my own uh, free will, but there's no way I'm going to ever promote or, you know, be anything but have, but walk around with the big red letter on myself. I, I'm, there's no That's way right. I'm going to give them power over That's my right. life. And that's right, and I will always respect the military. I, 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 re, I adore their mission set, and it's like any other industry. If you're working for Amazon or Home Depot, the organ every industry has an organizational growth and need to fix system issues. The Army has a big task ahead of them. They need to fix their current systemic issues, their leadership model, and how to train leaders. Like, like, how do you train leaders for accountability? You know, how do you train leaders to increase more? It's not. It's you have to do a better selection process, I guess. But but leaders of the Pentagon needs to hold each other accountable, and I think that's that's where it starts. You know, but I think Congress needs to hold these, hold these people accountable, and if they've committed crimes, they do. They need to be. Uh, they need a trial, and then when that trial is done, they need an actual conviction at the end of it, if they've done it, and then a punishment for that. Not just allow them to retire as a pun. That's not a punishment. I agree. You know what? I gave the army a chance. So when this whole thing blew up, generals from the Pentagon to include HRC called me directly. Hey, you're the first victim to be cleared because, you know, they were considering me an atomic bomb because they were afraid if they did anything, I would use it to weaponize it to make it look bad, which I was because I was fine for my life to clear my name and thousands of others. I inadvertently became the face of this. So I lost track. Um, I give the army a chance and, and they basically asked me what you want to be done. Basically my demands. My demand was, hey, I would like my promotion to be presided over at DC or where I'm currently at by the secretary of the army. And the reason I want her to come is for multiple reasons. One, for her to admit wrongdoing, give a public apology. And it was not about me. It was not about her. It's to show, hey, the army can admit wrongdoing and fully rectify this by her coming and pinning me my shoulder board rank, but they decided to do it because they said they had other pressing issues. That was a comment provided to me by General at the Pentagon and they just say, we cannot fulfill your demands. It's because they're afraid, and but they were thinking about themselves versus the big picture. I gave them a chance. Hey, you can turn this. I could have helped you out with the recruiting. Hey, look, this, and, I, and at that point, if I was at the podium, obviously when you get promoted, you know, you always got a speech. I was, I was prepared to say, hey, the army did wrong. 
But look here now, Sec Army's pinning me. This shows a lot about character and them and, and them issuing a public apology takes courage. We're all humans. However, they failed to seize the opportunity to fix the the current the the narrative, the optics, but they didn't do that. They just made it worse. So now my goal is to hit them harder with social media. Um yeah, just keep hitting harder until somebody comes up, you know. And you came in perfect timing, Sam. You asked me the day after Fox News came out. <laughs> we need to we need to compare notes on media stuff because I, I need to use your tactic oh, of yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, public media and just clobber them. Yeah. Make them feel embarrassed because they should be. I have no tactics. Be. I have no tactics. I just go oh, <laughs> elite, delete that. But I have no tactics. I just, you know, <laughs> um, balls to the walls, man. You have to. I mean, there's sometimes it can be measured, right? Be professional. Yeah. Yeah. But man, you have to be aggressive at some point. And that's what took so long for me is like, I was afraid to go to media. Um, but then one, one mentor of mine told me, well, Gil, you exercise all the ministry requirements already. And I think you're the only person at that time where I was the only one still on active duty that was affected by this. So a lot of my advisors came to me and said, you have to be the face because you have to, to be active duty. You're still current aid. You still had all the, you know, the right schools. It looks got good for a guy like you to be the face. So when I, when they said that way, I'm like, it makes sense. I'll be that. But when that happened, you know, more active duty personnel came up um, and was hit by this man. Like it's it's. it's what is the phrase? It's a for time such you as know. this, you know, if if you remember in the Bible, um, there is a story of uh, oh, it's escaping me at the moment. I'm having a total brain fart um <laughs> that's okay uh where she ended up saving the entire uh, esther there we go esther saved the entire jewish people because she was made for that time now um fortunately people weren't being threatened with with being killed but i feel you were made for a time such as this to be the man who has the tenacity to get through this to find the truth and to help others you know that's what a true leader is is they're mm -hmm. one they're the one who has personal courage through all situations, and then they, they find others who are in the same situation and bring them up with them to help lead them. And, and sir, you've done that. That's and good, I, yes. I appreciate I appreciate Sam, but like you said, any good leader has a, uh, what's it called, um, a, a back support, right? Oh, yeah, The one had a great wife. Um, I mean, she good. was going through her issues when I was in Afghanistan, but the background support is not only her, but Liz Ullman. You know, the, the, the chair for the Federal Protectors, Doug O'Connell, Jeff Adicott that you mentioned, Sam, that helped you with your, uh, I'm not going to say personal because not personal, it was a military issue that Sam helped, that Dr., uh, that Jeff helped you out with. Um, those guys were the backbone of this and I do want to get credit for them. I be, and people, people are saying that I became a good leader, became the face of this and, and became the voice, but I couldn't become the voice without this, without leader, people like you, Sam, or you know, Jeff Attica and Doug Connell and Liz Ullman. Those are the yeah. real heroes. That's awesome. Um, tell us your website again. All right, so the website is not mine, but I'm, I'm a board member, is defendourprotectors.com. If you go to that website, you will see extensive amount of information and data and testimonies. She's got a YouTube channel of all the victims speaking out. Uh, uh, we also got a Facebook um, called uh, Stop G-Rapping Injustice and has thousands of victims out there trying to speak up and out. Um, 
and it's and it's, it's it's powerful stuff so i encourage all you guys to go on there give support if you're a representative or a current senator or congressman that want to find another voice beside me to help um even fulfill their personal agendas please check those websites out awesome and also uh gil has been on the show before uh where he was talking about project regen uh our operation regen um check that that episode out it was great we talked about regenerative farming and it's just it's great to have you back again gil and and i pray that that god continues to guide you and you continue to listen thank you sam for hosting me it was a great opportunity thank you anything else you want to leave us with today that's it thank you all right thank you brother god bless you Just a reminder for everyone out there, duty uniform of the day, the full armor of God. Let's all make courage more contagious than fear.